Welcome to the Zenfluence Podcast. It's Jeremiah Schmidt here, and I'm here with a good friend, uh, a fellow podcaster, someone that I met through a podcast. And uh, he's actually the top 30 college entrepreneur in the United States, and his name is Benjamin Steinhorn, and he's the entrepreneur behind the shoe bio. So I'm just going to give the mic over to him and let him introduce himself, and then we'll just go from there. Yeah, what's up, guys? Uh, my name is Benny Steinhorn, Benjamin Steinhorn, or The Shoeroo. Uh, I am the co-founder of ShoeBio.com. We're basically a search engine for sneakers. So think of like Kayak or Trivago uh, for sneakers. You search whatever you want, um, and we find you the best price over hundreds of different websites. So um, yeah, I met um, I met Schmidt through or Jeremiah just messed that up. Uh, met Jeremiah through, uh, one of my podcasts. He actually, uh, I used to do a podcast and he reached out and he really liked what I, uh, the content I had. So we've been keeping in touch for, I'd say the last year or so, maybe, maybe more, maybe a little less. Um, and it's been fantastic. So I'm really excited to, uh, chat it up, chat some business with him, And, uh, yeah, that's me. So, Benny, I guess for the first question, uh, how did you stumble into entrepreneurship? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, <clears throat> so essentially what I did, um, I've been an entrepreneur since I was like 10. Um, I always loved it. It was always kind of my thing. Um, basically, I the first thing I ever did, I started my first company at 14. Uh, and basically, I was a reseller back when reselling sneakers wasn't really a thing. Um, I would, I bought a bot online or first, no, I guess I'll rewind a little bit. Um, the reason mm-hmm. I got into sneakers, which eventually got me into entrepreneurship was I was watching an episode of MTV cribs. Um, and I was watching 50 cents episode and they panned the camera through his, through his, um, his closet. And I saw all of these incredible shoes of every color, every style. And I was like, I want that. And so since then, uh, I decided to just continue, um, learning about sneakers, getting into sneakers. And then eventually asked my dad, I was like, Hey, I want to start my own business. And he's like, Oh really? I was like, yeah, I want to, uh, be, a you know, start reselling sneakers. So my dad got a thousand dollars from my grandfather. Um, and I started up, uh, the first company called shoehorn shoes. Um, and that was basically just the oh, alias yes. that I went under, um, selling sneakers on eBay and a couple other sites. And <clears throat> it's quite profitable and quite successful in the first year. And I was like, wow, this is really cool. I want to keep doing this. And so I decided to keep doing it uh, and do other things uh, similar. Um, and it's been, you know, a fantastic journey ever since. And then I stumbled upon this uh, a couple years ago, but I'll talk more about it uh, in a little bit. Yeah, like, well, that's pretty interesting, Benny, because like you must have a true passion for shoes. Because even when I found out about like the shoe right? Like you have that even in mm-hmm. your name. So like, how do you, how have you like kept yourself so focused on, you know, like, or, or, or I guess this is the, this is the question, I guess. Like, how have you found kind of what you want to do at such a early age? And do you think like, you know, will, will that change in the future? Right. Yeah. Well, originally the shoe room, my mom gave me that nickname about five or six years ago, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty cool. And it kind of stuck, but you know, for me, really, it sounds yeah, good right? too. <laughs> it's, I mean, it, yeah. you know, it's, I got the, uh, I got the Instagram capture or handle and all that. So we're all good. Um, but essentially for me, um, I would think that, you know, 
the perseverance or you said, you know, like the, how did I, how do I stay on it? How do I stay with it essentially? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, for me, I'm, I'm kind of a materialistic guy. I like wealth. You know, I like the I like the finer things in life. I think that everybody should aspire to live up to that potential. And I know that some people think money is not everything, and they have a point. But I would much rather live my life knowing that I'm comfortable and can have and can do or, or can get or do whatever I want in life. Um, is how you live it to the fullest potential. Um, and I, I want that really badly. I don't want to settle for anything less. It's not in my nature. It's not in my personality. I don't settle for things that don't truly make me happy. Um, and entrepreneurship is one of those pathways to get there. And obviously it's a treacherous path that has all sorts of hills and valleys and loop-de-loops. And it's definitely not a straight path, but the, it, you know, I think that the, the, the real value is the journey and not the destination. Um, and since I started with shoe bio, you know, a year and a half ago, um, it's done nothing but help me grow as a person, um, learn more than I ever have in my entire life. Um, and really helped me figure out exactly what I want to do. And that is to create, um, businesses and show my, how my mind works to the rest of the world. Cause you know, this is our idea. And, you know, uh, I was talking to someone, they told me entrepreneurs are like modern day alchemists. We turn nothing into something. And I thought that was a super cool way to put it. And so I've thought about it that way for a long time. But, you know, there's nothing better than to do your own thing on your own schedule, make the money you want to make and not have to deal with any fucking like Spotify or not spot like, oh, I can show you how to make $100,000 in 60 days on Mm -hmm. Shopify. Like that doesn't work. There's no shortcuts in how to be an entrepreneur and how to be a good one. There's only hard work, mistakes, progress. Um, and, and you repeat that every single day until you, you know, become successful. Yeah. And I think like one thing I, uh, like when I first stumbled upon your episode, one thing that really stuck out to me that I thought was like rare is like, I think it's, it's like, you have a lot of grit. It's like the, it's like the skills that aren't really trained in school, like the non, non-cognitive skills. It's like the qualities that they're kind of hard to describe, but like grit, willingness, like persistence, uh, like focus. Like, I think that's something that you kind of have set, like you, you kind of like figure that out early. Um, and I guess the next question is like, what do you do when you feel like you want to quit at something or when you've experienced failure? How do you persist on? You know, one of the, one of the things that I really, um, I really like to look at it. This is something that actually I listen to it. I listen to a bunch of podcasts. One of them is uh, the comedian Chris D'Elia. Um, I don't know if you've heard of him. He's, he has a, a podcast called the congratulations podcast. Oh, okay. Um, super, super funny guy. Absolutely <laughs> hilarious. But there's a, there's a, there's a way about him that is in, that I very much resonate with. He's, he's very, um, he's hidden. He lives a hedonistic lifestyle um, basically he, he's happy. He pursues happiness and things that bring him happiness. And I think that's how everybody should live. Um, and it's sad that a lot of most people don't, but I really resonate with that. And he also was talking about like how people ask him, you know, how did you start stand up? How did you actually get out there and start doing it? He said, well, some of the things I do is when I'm stressed out and I have a lot of stuff to do, I just think about myself already finishing it. 
and the mindset that I'll have and the feeling that I'll have of actually completing it. And I just think about that the whole way through the, the time I'm actually doing what I have to do. And it makes it a lot easier. Um, now, if it's something a lot bigger, like starting a new company or failing a company and starting over again, I mean, you just have to think about what are your priorities? What do you value most in life? And do you really want to get there? Do you really talk the talk? Do you really walk the walk? Do you really want everything that you've talked about, everything that you've said, that you've talked to other people about, you know, all your values? Like, do you really want to live up to your values or do you want to be someone that goes, you know what? I tried it. Let me try something else. And someone that does that is usually going to continue to have the same pattern of trying something out not working, trying something else, not working, but in different fields, instead of hammering home a skill that you can perfect and thus make money, be successful, be happy with your career or whatever you're doing. Um, because it really is all about persistence and even not in entrepreneurship in any field. Mm -hmm. Um, if you want something and you persist enough to get it, um, there's really no one that can stop you from doing it. So except yourself. Yeah, man. Like I totally agree with that. And, uh, I think, also, even like for you, like you're like balancing college and entrepreneurship. Like, how do you even do that, man? That's that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not hard. I mean, or sorry, it's not easy. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, my grades have taken a hit. I know I, I have a just above a 2.1, I think, GPA in college, cumulatively. Yeah, but that's um, the thing, though. I'm about it. A lot of people, they get so caught up over your GPA. They, they, but the thing, the crazy thing about that is, you know, I think what, if you truly know what you want to do, like even... You don't need a GPA. Yeah, you don't even need one. Like there's people who have right. like 2.0 GPAs getting hired by Google and Amazon just because like they literally, they're just that person of value. There's always, there's ways, you know, like, or or, yeah. or they just don't I mean, even, yeah, they, they just, they, they just are resourceful. They think outside the box. Yeah. Right and yeah, and that's how innovation happens. That's how things happen. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I think that it's you know having that persistence, um, and you know, for me in college, I don't think that everything. I, I'm not stressed out that I don't have a good GPA because I know what I want to do, and I've been impacting the school in ways where they could reward me. They should reward me. You know, I'm bringing attention to the school. Shoe Bio is the number one startup at Oregon State. If anybody asks you, hey, do you know any of any good startups or people to work with? So they say Shuba because there's no other ones. And while there may be other kind of startups, no one is near the stage that we're at in the college of business. And so that's why when we go to business vacation, you know, when we go on business trips, the college of business pays for it all because we're representing them. Now, mm -hmm. the business is not any part of Shuba or, or Shuba is not part of Oregon State, but we are bringing attention to the school of business and, and more importantly, entrepreneurship. And I think that that that's what matters. We're using our knowledge that we've learned in real world situations to impact other people whose only outlets are in classrooms. And I want to teach an entrepreneurship class at Oregon State that teaches you everything that regular entrepreneurship classes, regular business classes won't teach you because I've actually done it. And I think the problem with a lot of business schools around the country that aren't Ivy League or ridiculously hard to get into mm -hmm. is the professors are not people that actually do they don't actually do the, the, the professors aren't actually 
professionals at entrepreneurship. Most of them have never started a business. They don't know what it's about, but you know, they, they got a, 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 you know, a business degree from their college and they think that they're entitled to tell other people how the world is when they've never even done it themselves. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a major problem that we have sometimes. And it's something that, you know, people don't really understand as much. Um, and it's something that I think is impacting people in much larger ways than we think. Um, unfortunately in, in a negative, in a negative way, um, because they don't get that feeling of understanding how real world entrepreneurship is and how, how hard it is to raise a round of money, how hard it is to actually get something up and running, collecting all of these different, you know, places from around, you know, gathering all these, all this information from all these different outlets, having to manage people, having to do finances, having to worry about things. I mean, that's, I mean, every day there's something new I got to deal with and it mm -hmm. may be good. It may be bad, but there's always something new. And that's the best part about entrepreneurship and the worst part. There's an incredible amount of risk, but there's an incredible amount of reward. Yeah. And I think like for you, Benny, like you're in such a good spot because you know, your, your education isn't just college. Like you, you literally are building the experience right now. Like, and, and that, that's going to be something you can take with you, you know, anywhere. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's yeah. like, there's a great quote by, I think it's like Confucius and it's like, I, I hear and I forget. And then the second part is I see, and I, uh, he's like, I see and I do. And then the last part is, or, and or no, he, he said, I see and I, and I do or something. And then the last part is like, I, or um, I mess it up. Okay, okay, this is what it is. It is, uh, I hear and I forget. I see and I remember. And then it's, I do and I understand. So, and it just comes back to getting your like real world experience, right? And I think that's what you've done with the shoe bio just by showing initiative. Mm -hmm. And uh, I guess I'm curious, like how how could someone become more, or take on more initiative, do you think? Or develop that spirit? A lot. I mean, that's a good question. I think a lot of it has to do with what people, that people fear too much about what other people think. How about mm -hmm. what other people will think of them if they do something crazy? Or, you know, a lot of people, 50%, the 50% of the reason that, that startups don't work is it's fear. 50% of it is they didn't even do it. That's the half, the, starting it is half the battle putting yeah. something on paper, writing up some sort of document, doing something that puts your thoughts onto paper. Um, I think that's the most, one of the most I invaluable things that you can do for starting a business or starting whatever. Um, I think that more people should take initiative and, and do what they want to do. Don't listen to the social norms or what people think you should do. If your parents want you to be a doctor, but you want to be a painter, go paint. If you do what you love, the money will come. Just find the outlet that interests you the most and start researching, start doing things with it. There's internships for everything. If you want to be a doctor, or if you want to be a marine biologist, there are marine biology internships at your fingertips. If you want to be mm -hmm. a landscaper or if you want to be a, a banker or an, a, a political analyst, whatever you want to do, there are internships for this stuff. So at the end of the day, I mean, you're the only one that's getting in the way of wanting – of doing what you want to do. It's kind of crazy to think about, but it's like everybody else is telling you to do this, but the only person that's stopping you from being who you want to be is you. Mm -hmm. And you don't 
you know, if you can't get past yourself, you're never going to do anything. You're never going to do what you want to do. You got to, you got to find it in yourself to do, you know, to do what you want to do, but everything else, everything else will fall in line. If you understand that what, what you want to do most matters the most. So it doesn't matter what other people think. If you love to paint, if you love to be a marine biologist, but your parents want you to be a banker, go be a marine mm-hmm. biologist. Because at the end of the day, if you're happy and you're making money doing what you love to do, there's nothing better in the world. There's nothing more. There's not, there's no more, there's no greater feeling of accomplishment than, than being happy with what you do and doing it well. Yeah, man, I, I, I totally agree with that. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, so I guess, um, Benny, what, what are some of your favorite books that you read? That's a good one. Um, you know, I've had, you know, I've been so busy. It's been hard to find some time to read, but, um, right now I'm reading good to great by I think Jim Collins. Um, oh, yeah, that one. pretty classic, but I haven't read it yet. So I'm really liking it so far. Um, my favorite one, the one that really got me into it was the slight edge. Um, I forgot who it's by, but the slight edge is a really, really good one. Um, let's see who, what else? Um, I think it's called unstoppable. It's talking about like, um, what makes world-class athletes do what they do and the mindset that they have. Like, I think he studied like Kobe Bryant and why his mindset was how it was. Um, and I, I mean, I think that's an incredible, um, an incredible thing to kind of see materialized or, or, or kind of tried, try, even tried to be trying to be described in a book, um, is very powerful. Um, also shoe dog, uh, that's a great one, uh, written by Phil Knight, founder of Nike. Um, that's a fantastic one. Um, there's a couple other ones that I'm forgetting. Those are the, those are the biggest ones that I, that I really, uh, really look forward or, or really uh, enjoyed reading or took a lot from. Wait, so did you feel like, cause I know you're doing like shoe bio and stuff. Like you must be, you must have been kind of like, you You must have resonated a lot with shoe dog. And yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I was working at Nike when it released. So I got a free copy. Oh, okay. Which is pretty so, cool. Wait, so you were working at a shoe store even before the shoe bio. Yeah. I've worked at, I, I've worked true at love. Adidas. Yeah. I worked at both Nike and Adidas here in Portland, uh, where I live. Um, I first started at Adidas and then I went to Nike and then I went back to Adidas. Um, yeah, I mean, I love, I love both companies. I love working for them. Um, but I love working for myself more. I don't get it twisted. Uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, it, it's, uh, it's a pretty, it's pretty cool to be able to understand how these big companies work, especially in the industry that we're in. Um, and back when I worked at Nike and Adidas, I didn't, shoe bio didn't exist yet, but it's pretty great that I was able to be a sales associate at those positions and really talk about what consumers want and what they need. It's kind of that, you know, un, uh, uh, market research by mistake, essentially. Um, and it definitely helped how we thought about the company, how we started it, how we structured it. Um, and Mitchell, my co-founder also worked for Adidas for quite a while. So, uh, it was a pretty cool, um, happenstance. So if you have to choose one shoe, like between Nike and Adidas, one shoe to wear for the rest of your life, 
which one would you choose and why? Oh man, um, I would have to go with probably an Ultra Boost or or the Adidas Yeezys. Um, Boost technology is just so comfortable. It's one of the, I mean, it's the most comfortable shoe I've ever worn. Um, and you know, I know Nike has you know the um, Fly Knit um, and all that stuff, but. I mean, Adidas just does it so well. That boost technology it makes you feel like you're walking on a cloud, and the shoe looks super cool. Anyway, it's you know, it's definitely my go-to, um, my go-to sneaker. Now, Yeezys, I get it's a little bit you know mainstream, but they're comfortable sneakers. That's what I look for. Um, I'd rather them be comfortable than anything else. Yeah, well, those were like I think the recent Yeezys dropped like not too long ago. Because I have a friend that works at Adidas too. I think they're like all black Yeezys, and he said they're it, it would like the lines are crazy for them. Oh yeah, dude. People people yeah. kill each other over those, those shoes. <laughs> yeah, but I've actually never tried them, but I've always wanted to. Yeah, I highly if you, so, if you um, haven't, I highly recommend you get a pair of you get a pair of uh, Ultra Boosts. Yeah. <laughs> it's so Ben um Benny, coming back to the shoe bio, I guess. Uh, where, where do you see it in like five, 10 years? Um, I see Shubayo in five to 10 years, either being acquired by a larger data aggregation company or sneaker company, um, or becoming the leader in sneaker search engine technology. Um, there's really nobody else in our, there's really nobody else in our, in our world that does this in our industry that does this. Um, and the people that do do it are not, uh, it looks like the website was made by people that don't, even that don't understand sneakerheads at all, or don't even understand e-commerce. Um, and so we're fully prepared and ready to take that first mover advantage and really, uh, make sure that we're, you know, we're taking the lead, we're taking the initiative, we're cutting edge, we're at the forefront. Um, and we're, you know, rubbing shoulders with the best of the tech companies, um, that, the, you know, startups, stuff like that. Like StockX was, you know, um, StockX just hit a billion dollar valuation. Um, and you know, that's kind of further proof how big this industry is and how much people could do with it. And I think that that opens us up to a plethora of new opportunities, both for the company itself and for the success, uh, of our future endeavors and, and all that kind of stuff. And I think that it's super exciting, um, and, and really, you know, it's really coming along. I mean, it's, I mean, the industry itself is just so ripe for the taking. I think it's a perfect uh, opportunity. And I think that in five to 10 years, we can certainly get there either being acquired or um, becoming the leader of, a, of the industry. Yeah. And I, I have no doubt that you will like, um, and I, and I, I want to be respectful of your time too. So um, I think, but I just have two more questions for right, you, perfect. Benny. Uh, so the first one is what, what are some of your fears and how, how do you get over them? You know, that, that's a great question. And, uh, you know, fear is one of the things that people don't really say, you know, when people show entrepreneurship and in like Instagram, they only show the, the cool parts of it, the Lambos, the, the, you know, the, the private jets, all the money, but you know, a large amount of entrepreneurship is fear of the unknown. You don't know what's going to happen next. Yeah. You really don't. Um, you know, I think that fear is one of the largest things that you have to think about every single day. And obviously for me, one of the biggest fears would probably be like, you know, how it's always been an anxiety of, of, of everybody on the team because, you know, the website hasn't launched mm -hmm. yet. So we don't know how it's going to go. And we've been talking it up for a year now. 
um, and we haven't gotten anything yet. And so we're excited that, you know, we'll be able to finally launch with the knowledge and the know-how that we do now that we didn't know, you know, six to eight months ago. Um, but, you know, there's always fear of everything. You know, how are my employees doing? How is this, you know, how are we going to grow? Are we going to get the money that we need to get? Are this actually going to be successful? What happens if it fails? Like, there's so many things that you don't know yet. And that just brings out all the anxiety. But I mean, it, you just have to have faith. I mean, that's really all that's really all you can do when you don't know anything else. You just have to have faith in yourself that it's going to work. And, you know, that's yeah. one of the, you know, negativity can destroy companies single handedly. It doesn't even the company could be a great company. But if you have negativity or you start spreading or have seeds of negativity within your ranks, you're going to crumble. And it's always about that, about seeking, seeking better, well, seeking a better mindset for yourself, but also keeping the best faith that your company will do well and that you'll do everything in your power to keep it successful. Um, but yeah, I think the biggest fears of mine are just, it, will the website work? I mean, we know the technology works, but will it, you know, is it, will it be as popular as we think it will? You know, are we going to get the funding we need to get this summer? You know, there's a whole lot of things that we could think about, but um, those are probably the biggest ones. Yeah, well, that was like, I was listening to David Goggins' book. And uh, like, even looking at you, like, you, you come so far with it that I think everything is just learning. You know, like from, from like the outside view, like it's, it's hard to do something like that. Right. So I don't, I don't think you could really fail. Yeah, I know. I mean, it, with the right mindset, there's nothing you can't do. Mm -hmm. So, and, and yeah, like, I think that's the thing that so many great entrepreneurs do is they, their failures aren't even failures. They're actually just yeah, it's, You're failing forwards. Like, that's what, yeah. that's probably one of the most, most remarkable or one of the, one of the things that my mentors have, have said that stuck, that sticks with me. You know, got to fail forwards. Even if you fail, it's it's not it's a lesson. Like you said, it's not you know it's not a failure unless you make it a failure. It doesn't matter how many times you get knocked down as long as you get back up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and that's so true too. Because like for me, like I wanted to make like a fitness Instagram a while back ago, and like it just it the only reason why it failed is because I just it wasn't the right path for me, and then I pivoted and just like mm -hmm. stopped. And it took me a long time before I realized that. And I don't even look at it as a failure. I just look at it as like, okay, this is just what I realized yeah. I don't want to do. And I, I'll take all the, like, I still want to have fitness in my life, but I'll take all those aspects and, you know, use it. For the yeah, next yeah, I mean, it's, it's trial and error. And, uh, that's how it works. And that's how, you know, you got to live by trial mm -hmm. and error until something works. That's what entrepreneurship is. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, Benny, I guess uh, we'll leave it at that. I have one more cl closing sure. question, but before we dive into that, I just want to thank you for coming on, man. Like it's like you're, uh, I wouldn't even ha have had this podcast with, if it wasn't actually for you because I was sitting at work and I, I listened to an episode of your podcast and uh, then it kind of inspired me it. to start my own. I so I want to thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you for, uh, for having me on. But yeah, I, I really, uh, that that's very humbling. I appreciate, uh, I appreciate that. <clears throat> and yeah, man, where can people find you and the shoe bio and, and right. all that stuff? Um, so our website right now is not fully up, but probably by the time this comes up or whenever you upload this, it probably will be. Um, it's www.shoebio.com, uh, S H O E B I O. Uh, you can find us on Instagram. If you type in shoe bio, it'll come up. 
Um, our Instagram handle is actually shoe.bio, but you can still find it. Um, it's shoe underscore bio on Twitter. Uh, we put a lot, we post mainly on Twitter and Instagram, but we also have a Facebook page, just shoe bio, if you want to go like that and follow us there. Um, and, uh, yeah, um, I, my Instagram is the shuru. So if you want to follow me there, I put some, ins, you know, I put some updates on the company and you can follow what I'm doing on, uh, on there. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's where you can reach me. Sweet, man. And there you have it, guys. You can go check out uh, the shoe room and the shoe bio. And uh, I guess we'll see you in the next episode of the Zenfulness Podcast. Peace out, guys.